Can you explain to the audience everything they need to know about Big Business Studio? Yeah, man, I, it's a studio that's in my city, in my neighborhood, you know. I started it about, about four or five years ago, built it from the ground up. I built the booths, I built the, the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? It was just like a clear space, you know what I mean? We built it up, I got two rooms two record rooms, I got a podcast room. Yeah, man, I just built it from the ground up in my neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And we just trying to work. Now, what city and what neighborhood is this that you're referencing here as well? High Point, North Carolina, Five Points area. Now, what's the meaning behind that studio name of yours? Big business, when you come in there, it's, Private setting, you know what I'm saying? It's all about business, getting the music, get it out, get it heard, you know what I'm saying? And do it right. You know, a lot of people come in and just do music, record, just let their homeboys or their homegirls listen to it. They don't really put it out. But with me, I try to push the artists to put it out, you know what I'm saying? Go farther than they can, like me, you know what I'm saying? Just try to keep pushing. And was this a name you created yourself or someone coined for you? I really pretty much came up with it myself. And what's your role with that establishment at this point? I'm the owner, CEO. And are you a client of that recording studio as well? Do you personally record your music there? Record all my music there, everything. The last five years I recorded it in there myself. And at that myself, I know how to record. And for fans of yours that have been following your music, at what point would you say was the first song or project you started recording your music there and then fasting forward? I started Big Baby Two. Yeah, Big Baby Two. I started, you know, recording it, sending it off, getting it mixed. You know, um, anything after that, being in the studio, in my studio, I ain't been to a, another studio in probably like five years unless it was to do a feature or something like that. But all my music come out of my studio. And that was the entire Big Baby 2 or parts of it that were recorded there? The, everything. Now, you mentioned you record yourself. Yeah. How did you learn that skill? I actually came out here and linked with a guy named uh, Fireman. He owned a studio in Atlanta. He the one that set everything up, you know what I mean? When I bought all my computers and, you know, my interfaces and stuff, he came from Atlanta and set everything up. He sat, he, he sat with me probably like five days, taught me the ins and outs, and I've just been learning by myself ever since then. Now, you mentioned this establishment has been around for approximately five years, but how far have you gone with it and that brand at this point? We pushing, man. We trying to get everybody to record that's in the city, surrounding cities. Anybody that know of big business, know of me, come through. I got a border wall, a border wall, uh, where artists come in when they do their session, they, they sign the wall. That shit about filled. So a lot of artists come through and show love, you know? We're going. And care to share the biggest song or project that's come from that studio or uh, 
one of those signatures, maybe the most popular signature on that wall? Uh, I had Sauce Pat come through. He signed the wall. Rest in peace, Sauce Pat. He was a big uh, artist in North Carolina. Uh, Fetty P then came through there. Uh, but the biggest song I have probably is uh, uh, Press Play with my brother Money Ma. We shot it in the studio too. That's like one of the biggest ones I got right now. And how many locations are there for this establishment? One. One. We got one building. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone. But can you give the audience five tips for a recording studio business? Five tips. Okay. Number one, be professional. Number two, hire the right engineers because, you know, that's the hardest part about the whole thing, hiring folks to work for you, you know what I mean? So you got to hire the right engineers. Number three, keep your establishment safe, safe as possible, you know? Everybody go home after they record, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no drama, no mix, you know, mix of crowds. Some people, like we in a small city, so some people be at it with each other, so we try to do private sessions. If not private, we know what's going on with the artists. Uh, four, keep it clean, clean, man. Keep the studio clean, man. Got to keep it clean. Um, five, just have a positive attitude, man. I mean, everybody that come in ain't little baby, you know? Everybody that come in ain't Biggie Smalls, so keep a positive attitude with everybody that come through the door. Anything else you want to mention about this recording studio, recording studio business, or question you weren't asked, people want to know about it. Man, when you're in the Carolina, you're in the Triad area, any artist, stop by Big B in the studio, man. We got the real underground studio, you know what I'm saying? And we, we coming, man, got a good sound, man. So shit, fuck with me when you come through there. And where can they find that information to book? They can find it at bigbusinessstudio.com. They can find it on my my own Instagram, Fatmigo, um, Fatmigo underscore FMG5. They can find it anywhere where you see me at, you know. I got it. I got that pushing too. Now, what's been the biggest obstacle you faced in your life so far that you were able to overcome? And how did you do it? The biggest obstacle. <sighs> the biggest obstacle I faced in my whole life. Boy, I done been through a lot of things. The biggest one? Yes. I'm staying clear of the bullshit, you know, staying clear of the negative things, staying to myself and focusing on what I got to do. And, and what's best for me. That was, that's the biggest thing like that I had to, you know, realize. So, you know, staying out the hood, staying out of trouble, staying out the bullshit, and just, you know, stay focused, man. Try to get somewhere. Now, speaking of trouble, have you been shot by a gun before? Yeah. Is that something we could talk about? 
I mean, shit, I ain't really nothing to talk about. Got shot. It is what it is, you know. Shit, shit happens. And how many different occasions has that happened to you? One time. One time on Christmas Eve. At what part of the world did that take place in? In my city. That's what I'm saying. Like, shit be wicked. Like, when Boots would be like, shit. No, most rappers die, man. That shit for real, man. Because, like, motherfuckers know you. You know, you it, it's small, so shit. If you out somewhere, it ain't hard to know where you at. So shit, boy, that shit real. And you mentioned it in another portion of questions, but just for this portion, care to share what area you're referencing? Shit, any area. Any area that's in, I mean, you know what I'm saying? In your city, any area. It can happen anywhere. No, not to confuse you here, but this particular location of this incident. Oh, shit, it happened in my own area, like five points. And do you remember what age this was in your life? I was what? 28. And how many bullets were you struck by? Two. I got hit two times. Care to share where? I got hit on my elbow and on in my stomach, the side of my stomach. Now, for those in the audience that's never been shot by a gun before, what does that really feel like? Shit don't feel good. <laughs> shit don't feel good, man. That shit really got down eye-opener, for real. Like It's like your, la your life flash in front of you. You don't know if you're really going to make it or not, because shit, I had got lifted. I had got airlifted. I, I guess, goddamn, where it hit me at, it was like a organ or something. You feel me? So they had to get me there quick. So shit. Like, I ain't know what the fuck was going on when I seen that helicopter. I'm like, what the fuck? Ain't nothing you want to go through, though, man. What was that helicopter ride like? That shit was real. Like, hell, you don't know if you died or not. You don't know. So shit. Like, you can only imagine what's going through your mind. You on, you on, you on a helicopter ride to Baptist or to the biggest hospital nearby because can't nobody do nothing for you at the hospital you at right there. So, shit real. From what you can remember in the helicopter itself, was it a chaotic scene? Was it bumpy, that ride, as, you know, they're trying to stabilize you and things of that nature? Nah, hell nah. It was like a regular airplane ride, but shit, you in the... The little hospital bed, shit, and they got them pumping you with all that bullshit, so. Now, scale of one to ten. One being a little pain, ten being a lot of pain, those two gunshots you've experienced, where would you put that pain level at? Shit, at first, I'll put the pain level at like a four or five. At first, it's just the healing process. The healing process would hurt the most, shit. Like, and when you get shot, like, that shit really, your adrenaline going so fast, you feel me? Like, you don't really feel it like that. But, like, when you go through it and they stitch you up and shit like that, and shit, you got to heal, that's when it hurt. But that four or five, are you able to give an example of what that pain level was like? 
Shit, burn. Shit, burn. Now, were you under the influence of any drugs during that moment? Hell no, I don't do drugs. And uh, if you did, was going to ask if you thought that might have helped with the pain level of some sort, hypothetically speaking. But because you didn't, did you have a near-death experience at all? No. Nah. Okay. Nah, hell no. Nah. Man, what now? A little stomach shot. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful though. You feel me? I'm thankful to be here, bro. I don't, I don't damn play shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like I know shit real. Um, a guy in my city got shot at the same place I got shot at two days before me. He ain't here no more. So, I shit. R.P. Gusher. You know what I mean? I know shit real. So, I thank God. Now, just so we're on the same page. As defined by Oxford Languages, a near-death experience is an unusual experience taking place on the brink of death and recounted by a person after recovery, typically an out-of-body experience or a vision of a tunnel of light. Did you have any of that? No, I didn't have none of that. Now, did those bullets go through you, still in you, or were removed? Yeah, it went through my elbow, still in my stomach. Is it a possibility it can still come out on its own? Yeah. Can it do any further damage being in your body as it is? Shit, I hope not. Do you, excuse me, do you refrain from certain activities? No, I work out four days a week. I'm in that gym. Any sensitivity to weather changes where either of those bullets no, nah, I be hearing people say that shit, man. I ain't never experienced that. And when it comes to experiences, have you experienced a metal detector or metal wand since the shooting? Nah, it don't go off. Do you know the caliber of the bullets that struck you? I think it was a 40. And looking back, what was your key to the survival of these gunshots. Shit. Uh, I had pressed a little uh, a shirt that I had on my stomach because I was bleeding heavy. I had pressed it down until they got there. And shit, I think that's what saved me from like bleeding out because my shit was just pouring. Like, I had pressed the shit. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 you did good. So shit, I think that saved me. Was that a natural reaction? Was that something you were told to do? I just knew it was coming out too much. So I was like, shit, let me press on, you know what I'm saying? Keep the pressure on it, you feel what I mean? So it won't, you know, so I won't bleed out. Now, were you an innocent bystander in this ordeal or were you the intended target of these gunshots? Definitely innocent bystander, but it, you know, I take it for what it is. And winding down the questions here, you mentioned God during this portion of questions. Right. Do you follow a religion by any chance? Yeah, definitely. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in the Lord's power. And does it get any more specific under that religion for you, like a particular branch of Christianity, for example? I think it's like holiness. And why that for you? My granddaddy was a pastor, you know. 
That's the greatest man I ever seen in my life. And I, I done seen LeBron James. <laughs> so shit, like, he was a good dude. Like, give a shirt off his back. I done seen that man give away cars. I done seen that man help millions of people. So great role model. And this grandfather of yours that you're referencing on the mother or father side of your family? My mom introduced me to him, you know, but it ain't her father. It was like something like her father, but, you know, she introduced me to him, and I was locked in since then. Anything else you want to mention about this religion or question you weren't asked, people want to know about it? Believe in God, man. Anything possible. Now, what is the correct way to pronounce your stage name? Fat Migo. Do people mispronounce this? Hell no. Plenty this simple. Fat Migo. <laughs> Do people misspell it? Nah. Hell nah. Do you accept any abbreviations of this stage name of yours? Shit. Some people call me Migo. You know what I mean? And... Do you prefer people call you by your full stage name or this abbreviation? It don't matter. Either one. We ain't tripping. Now, where did this stage name of yours derive from? Shit, man, I just came up with it, you know? I'm a big guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody um, that's around me, friend, you know what I mean? I take in, I'm a, I'm a great friend, so, you know, the amigo word, you know? come from being a, you know, good, good guy. And speaking of being a big guy, how big? Shit, right now I'm um, 323. I was, goddamn, I was 4'11", like two years ago, but I've been working on it, you know. Fat niggas still be eating and shit like that, you know what I mean? But I done lost about 100 pounds just like going to the gym and shit like that. Have you reached your goal in terms not, of weight? Not yet. I, I want to be like 290, 280, something like that. Big and stocky. Now, what was your reason for the weight loss initially? Shit, man, I just got too big, man. Breathing hard and falling asleep everywhere. Can't hardly breathe in sleep. Can't fuck good, you know what I'm saying? Had to lose some of that weight. And you shared a glimpse of how you did it, but was there any professional help of some sort? No, nah, hell no. Nah. And what led you to this route for your weight loss journey? What you mean? Like exercising and things of that nature, because there are other ways people lose weight aside from that. Oh, yeah. Shit, I just... I just felt like I needed to get fit. I always been a fat nigga that, you know, play basketball and run around and, you know, even when I was supposed to, you know, I still was quick on my feet. So I always been a bit active guy. So when I got in the gym with um, McLeese, Sean McLeese, goddamn, he goddamn got me in there real good so I can go on my own. And I've been going on my own ever since then. And is it just strictly exercising for you that's helped with this weight loss, or has there been anything else you've done? Cut back on the eating, you know. Instead of eating four hot dogs, I eat, maybe eat one or two, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Cut back, 
But I still be, you know, Philly cheese steak, shit like that. I really ain't on no diet or nothing like that. But shit, that's coming too. I didn't start fucking with that uh tropical smoothie. So yeah, let's try to eat right. And I know if I eat right, this shit'll fly off. So just cutting back on the foods and exercising. That's it. That's your secret. Yeah. Now, have you shared this journey on social media at all? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like you've received more opportunities or have been more successful in your career since the weight loss? Hell yeah, because I'm more confident. You know? I'm ready to be in front of a camera. I'm ready to go do a show and, you know what I mean? Do my thing, move around, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready. Now, zooming out, what did this entire experience teach you? What did you learn from this weight loss? It's better being more healthier. Like, it ain't good to be that heavy, you know? You can't breathe in your sleep and shit. You can, people die like that, you feel me? A lot of people die being obese. Definitely don't look good, you know? Shit, get right. If you could turn back the hands of time, would you have done anything different with your weight? Yeah, I wouldn't have never got that big. Definitely wouldn't have never got that big. What did you wish you knew before this weight loss? Uh, if anything. Not really, you know. Nothing too much that I can think of. And winding down the questions on this topic, circumstances could be different for everyone, but any tips, any tricks, any advice for someone that wants to lose significant weight? Brother, stay consistent. Don't, don't, don't worry about what the people say. Don't worry about what people think. You know what I mean? Just, you got to just do you. You got to go in there every day, even if it look like you ain't lose a pound. Just got to stay at it, bro. Stay focused. Anything else you want to mention about this weight loss or a question you weren't asked, people want to know about it? Nope. Get right, man. You know what I'm saying? Lose that weight if you need to. Before this interview ends, is there anything else you were not asked? Fans want to know? People want to know? Is there anything you want to address while you're here? Anything else you didn't get a chance to mention you'd like to mention now? Oh, yeah. Y'all definitely got to tap in with those summer cookouts and Chat Carolina summer cookouts. We got the pool party. We got the back-to-school graduation. We got the summer kickoff. We got the Father's Day kickoff. We got, uh, what else we got? Uh, back-to-school drives. We're doing a lot of stuff like that in our community, and it's positive, it's non-violent, and we're going up with it. So make sure y'all check out that. Fat Migo, make sure y'all check out him. Big Baby Foe just dropped. Make sure y'all go get that. Fuck with me. And how can those in the audience get more information on that cookout series? Just follow uh, FMG underscore Fat Migo 5, Gregory Jones on Facebook. Follow that, you know what I'm saying? And Chuck Carolina Cookout, type that in your Facebook, you know what I'm saying? And 
And you can see all the pictures, all the videos, all the people, all the smiles we put on people's face. You know what I'm saying? We just gonna keep doing it, man, for the community, for our people, you did. And the FMG underscore screen name, what platform is that on? Instagram. FMG underscore Fat Migo 5. Anything else? Shit, man, y'all just fuck with me. Tap in with me. I got a good catalog, man, you know. That's why I'm here. Any loose ends you want to tie from this interview with the previous topics you were asked? Shit, you got something else to ask me? Yeah. Anything you failed to speak on? Nah. Anything that needs further clarification from what was said in this interview? Nah, we good. Any final words? Fat Migo for President 2024. Make sure y'all go check out that Big Baby 4, man. I'm telling you, the hardest shit in the streets. You doing it for the motherfucking fat niggas. Off top, you dig what I'm saying? High point on the map, man. Track Carolina. And speaking of Big Baby 4. Yeah. Can you explain to the audience everything they need to know about that? Big Baby 4. Big Baby 1, Big Baby 2, Big Baby 3, Big Baby 4. It's the fourth one. You know what I'm saying? We're going in. I drop one every year. You know what I'm saying? It's like a summer tape. Got good vibes. Good up-tempo beats. You know what I'm saying? Great producers on it from around my area. Uh, v the Great. Steve Got Keys. Uh, a couple more uh, guys around the way uh, that's good. You know what I mean? So, shit. Hell yeah. Is this considered a mixtape, EP, or album? A mixtape. Mixtape. And why go that route for this? Man, I just drop it, you know, drop mixtapes every now just to feed the fans, you know what I'm saying? EP is really too short for me because I got so much music. Like EP, like four or five songs on the tape. I got so much music and I record every day. So I give them like 15, 17. I ain't really got into the album mode yet because when I want to drop an album, I want some big features on there, like some industry already up there, already doing their thing type guys on it. Now, some have a DJ host their mixtape. Some don't. In this case, you do not. Why not? I got a DJ. I definitely got a DJ. Shout out to DJ Shy. He got a couple drops on it, but, you know, he ain't really hosted because they ain't really like the thing nowadays. Like, DJ Drama used to do Gangsta Grills and shit. Like, niggas ain't really doing that like that. You know what I mean? They just got they play, got their shit, got a couple drops. Let their shit play 1 through 15 or whatever. Now, I don't know if what you've said thus far answers this next question, so formally asking you here, and if you feel like you've answered it already, we'll move on, but can you explain this title and its meaning? Shit. It's meaning. It it, it, it came from uh, a friend girl that I had. She used to call me Big Baby. Because sometimes, you know, I get mad. And I be like, man, I don't even want to fuck with nobody. I get by myself. I don't, man. Leave me alone, you feel me? She used to be like, yo, acting like a big baby. And it stuck with me, you feel me? So shit, I started doing the um, tapes and shit. People started feeding into them. 
I, I released my music on Disco Kid. You know, I started getting a couple dollars from that. So I'm like, shit, goddamn, I at least got to drop one every year. Because they digging it. They eating it up. Now, you use the phrase friend girl. Did you mean girlfriend or is there a difference there? Nah, it was my real homie. Like my, my, my homegirl. She was close. Still is. Now, would you say, just for further clarification, this was a title you came up with or someone coined for you? I came up with it, but when she called me that, it kind of stuck with me, you feel me? It, it stuck to my personality, you know what I'm saying? So I started calling it that. Now, this is number four in the series. Have people asked you for a number four or are you voluntarily giving? Number four. Definitely. When you gonna drop? When you gonna drop? And, and, and Pacific, when you gonna drop Big Baby? They be looking forward to it. Like, you know what I mean? Around my area, triad, surrounding areas, you know what I'm saying? Like, it reach. It reach. I'm just trying to get global. Feel me? Can listeners expect more installments to this series, or is this the final one? Nah. Hell nah. We're gonna go to 15 if we got to. Shit, and the, and the crazy thing about it is, if you look at the uh, cover tapes, he go from one to maybe three to maybe five to maybe seven. Hell, we might stop him when he get about 16, 17 grown-ass niggas, so, you know, shit, ain't no more baby in you then, you feel me? And who is that actually on that cover? I don't know. Robert Styles, he always put the uh, covers together for me. He a dope graphic artist around my way. So shit, he put it together and, you know, I don't even ask no questions. That shit be so motherfucking fire. So is that actually you? Or your face being <laughs> used on somebody? Or Hell nah, everybody asks me that. Like, damn, is that that's your son? Is that you when you were little? Like, nah, I don't even know who that little guy is. Do you have any kids at this point? Yeah, I got three. But have never used any of them for the cover? Nah, hell nah. I ain't know. Was there a thought at one point, maybe? Nah, hell nah. I just gave it to, I just gave it to Robert Styles, you know, and he, and he whipped it up. It, it was perfect. Now, are there any unknown facts or stories in regards to this mixtape that's never been publicly mentioned before. Could be in regards to creating it, recording it, or releasing it. I mean, the fact is, I recorded everything myself. I recorded, ship it out to Marshall or uh, Dirt. You know what I'm saying? The fact is that everything that I'm on, on the tape discussing and talking about, you know what I'm saying, it got some truth to it, you know? And, and it's just a hard tape. That's a fact. Got some truth to it. Circle chart of 100%. What percentage is the truth? Definitely about 90. Definitely riding 28s. Been doing that. Box Chevy game. You know what I'm saying? Floats. <laughs> and why 90? Why not the whole 100? You know, sometimes you, you know, you, when you rap, sometimes, you know, you scratch the truth a little bit. You know, that's why I say 90, you know what I mean? Or everything ain't on there, you know what I'm saying? 
what it is. I tell stories too. Stories from what other people told me that I think about when I'm down there writing or I'm creating the music, you feel me? Any other unknown facts or stories in regards to this mixtape never been publicly mentioned before? Nah, hell nah.